Hey, it's been a busy week in wrestling, and we're only on the 24th of January. Welcome to Bunker Mania Wrestling, everybody. Happy New Year to you, if you are watching us for the very first time. I am Jeremy Graves. I am joined by the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton, and of course, our good friend, Harriet Manga Girl. We're here to talk a lot of WWE stuff, because quite frankly, on the day we're recording this, Wednesday the 24th of January, a lot of stuff has happened. A heck of a lot of stuff. And we're going to be delving into some bits and bobs, and we thought that would be a good way to kind of get the, get things going on the bunk, on the Bunker Mania channels. Of which, if you are a first time listener and or watcher, thank you very much for checking us out. If you're on YouTube, why not hit the subscribe button? If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a like and let us know what you think about what we're going to be discussing about in the comments. Which, whichever podcatcher, I believe that's the phrase now, that you have found us on in audio only form, we hope you enjoy it. Give us a subscribe, and why not tell a friend as well? So, folks, there is a lot to discuss here, and just in the interest of getting discussion going, I think the biggest story of the week, arguably, or in in many cases, unquestionably, is WWE Raw, and from an international point of view, WWE, (laughs) in a lot of territories, including the UK, moving to Netflix, essentially, from 2025, this time next year. Now, we've sort of had like a personal chat in like WhatsApp groups and stuff. So we've kind of really dissected a bit of this, which is why we're going to be discussing this topic. So, Harriet, I will turn the floor to you, as it were, for a moment. When when we first saw that news, can you recall your initial reaction? I think I dropped my phone. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then I quickly screenshotted and then sent it. And my, I was just like, it actually happened. Because I know it was rumoured for a long time in regards to it being streamed, but it was a case of where it's going to be streamed. But I just thought, oh my god, the mad lad's actually done it. <laughs> <laughs> and also the second thought was, I can finally watch Raw! Because <laughs> I don't yeah. have a TNT account, because it's too expensive, and it's just like... Mm. So first of all, it's like, oh my god, and then, yes! <laughs> Very much so. That That was my first initial reaction to that. Yeah, it is pretty wild. How about you, Ian? Because I think out of all of, out of like our sort of our group of friends, as it were, I think you were the one that shared the news. So how did you first find out about it? Do you remember your first reaction before you unleashed the news onto all of us? I mean, I was just casually kind of browsing Twitter during a, like a quiet moment at work. And then all of a sudden it's like WWE on their own official Twitter went, oh yeah, we're, 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 we're taking the show, we're taking Raw to Netflix in January 2025. And it's like, at that point it was like, oh, okay. Because the way I, because I had initially just seen the news for, I saw the, the news for Raw and going, oh yeah, it'll be on the US, UK, Canada, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Raw's on Netflix. That's not too bad. That's quite cool. I didn't actually twig the whole, oh, by the way, if you're outside of the US, these territories that we've listed, they're going to get everything. In theory, they're going to get Raw, they're going to get NXT, they're going to get SmackDown, and they're going to get the premium live events as well, plus original programming and stuff like that. And I didn't comprehend that bit until until I think we started chatting quite a bit, and then I looked at the press release and went, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so my 999 is 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 going. And John Jazan, I think we'll, we'll probably touch on this in terms of the Netflix side of things. I can imagine a slight price increase from Netflix. If they're going to get a ton of content, which apparently they are, I think they are due to pay like 500 million per year. If they do the full 10 years that they've signed up for, that's 5 billion, uh, I think. Yes. 
Yeah, so, yeah. because I, I think to sort of expand on what you're saying, I'll let you continue. Yeah. I believe, if I remember correctly, it's a 10-year deal worth 5 yeah. billion US. But mm-hmm. to me, some of the crucial parts are they've got an option to extend for another 10 or opt out after five, which is quite an yes. intriguing part from a business point of view. So yeah, that, that's kind of the mm. crux of it, as it were. Please continue. That's Yeah, so it's kind of with all that content, and there's lots and lots of hours of content, and all obviously the, the live content side of things as well. I can imagine a Netflix... Up, uh, increase or maybe maybe a, a small add-on price. So basically, if you'd like all mm. the WWE programming on Netflix, pay an extra fiver or something on your current subscription, which I think at the moment I'm paying, I think 14, 15 quid. I might be wrong. Mm. I, I, I mean, I, I just I just happily just pay Netflix because I watch quite a lot of Netflix. So it's just like, mm. I'll just have it on the 4K. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just... It's. I think from a UK perspective, it kind of means the network is pretty much on its last legs, and yeah. and it's kind of been that kind of kind of spinning its wheels a bit because Peacock would be getting content that we wouldn't necessarily get on the UK version. For example, um, the, the, the series documentary. That I, I think the Cody documentary may or may not be on our current network, so we mm. might need to do a little bit of research on that one quickly. Um, but in terms of other stuff, uh, the show that I really wanted to watch that they did recently was Evil, which is talking about all the villains, like like looking at key villains of WWE talking to them. So they had like interviews with Randy Orton, Reigns, and all that sort of stuff. And it was like, cool, that's a cool documentary. I I know it's going to be slightly filler puff piece, but it's gonna it's quite a cool way they're doing it. There's this a clip that's probably done the rounds of Randy Orton showing how he gets really fired up to being villainous before going out by just kind of pushing all the blood into his face and just kind of shouting loudly into a camera for five seconds. Um, <laughs> but that's it. But, that, but the, the frustrating thing is there have been some cool ideas coming on Peacock and we don't see them on the UK version. We might, we'll get episodes of, say, Stone Cold's podcast. We'll get WWE 24. We'll get the ones that we've already established. But when it comes to Peacock exclusive originals and documentaries, we don't get everything. Mm. So if this means if this means that we will finally get all that stuff as well, yay, I approve. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, in, in all honesty, it's like, I'm, I think I was expecting Amazon more likely because of the amount of discourse that had been, been about Amazon, mm. especially with their football, especially with tennis over here in the UK. So for Netflix to just kind of go out of nowhere, oh yeah, we've, we, we're, we're going to do the wrestling. Um, and over here, I think only... I think from my experience of seeing Netflix doing live events, I think they've only done a couple like live stand-up stuff. So it's like they've they've dabbled a bit, but probably yeah. not. I think they're looking to move into live quite a bit. And I think getting WWE on board is probably an intent for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've done, like you said, the a few stand-up things. They they're gonna be doing the the SAG after awards, I think it is, from like the They are, yes. Yeah, yeah. They so are, that yes. will be there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on that now. Maybe not necessarily just to see how it all works, but more just the did it go well <laughs> point yeah. of view. And there have been one or two other things as well. But I think I mean in terms of my reaction, my initial thought was flipping eck, whoever got that deal over the line, flipping well done. Because it, I think it is probably one of the best business decisions that has been made from WWE's point of view, regardless whether it was Netflix that approached them or vice versa. The idea that, well, I mean, first of all, it's history making because Raw won't be on TV. 
like let, let alone over here, yeah. but just in America. Like mm. it just it won't be. It will be online. And how are they going to cater to international markets for ad breaks and stuff? There's kind of lots of like logistical things I'm very curious about, but I'm not going to get into all those weeds. But just the idea that you're going to be taking it from I don't know what the viewership of the USA Network is, but let's just say Netflix Netflix globally has got a far bigger subscriber base, quite frankly. So yeah. I'm not sure how that would work out between UK, US, Latin America, and whatever the other territories. I think Canada, memory serves, whichever the other mm. international one is. But already, you, you arguably people can have far, there'd just be more access to WWE programming just from the get go. Because over here yeah. in the UK, for anyone that's not aware, it's currently on TNT Sports, formerly BT Sports, and you've got to pay in the region another 30 to £40 pounds a month mm. just to be able to access BT. And you get Raw, SmackDown, I think NXT, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but you don't get the pay-per-views, if memory serves. I so don't to, NXT, no. No, so just to come in on NXT, NXT was taken off recently off TNT Sports. So NXT at the moment <laughs> go is aired is aired, I think, almost instantaneously on the UK network after it's broadcast in the US. So basically, yeah. you should get that imminently as soon as the episode's done on the USA network. That's yeah. my so understanding. So it's kind of like an anime simulcast, basically. Yeah, yeah kind of. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so yeah, at the moment for, for the UK, the, the, core, the core place to find any WWE programming is TNT. Mm. um so i and, think and that's uh, that's a big barrier to entry quite frankly because not a lot mm. of people over here have tnt in fact actually wait i'm gonna pull no. this up because someone uh, someone who i follow on my twitter is actually a, a good bloke who uh, goes by the name of brit res away days on twitter by the way just give him a little shout mm. out Th their perspective which sums up my feelings is the netflix deal is a massive massive boost in availability and visibility of wwe programming in the uk TNT Sports is in approximately 1.5 million UK homes. WWE Network is likely to be in less than 100,000. Netflix is in 16.5 million UK homes. Yeah. That just so, puts it into perspective right there, just even from the raw perspective. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just and just putting put out there, well, the fact is I talked about possibly an increase in, in add-on prices. There, I would not be surprised when they go live in January next year. I will not be surprised if they don't do any kind of price increase on, on the platform to begin with. Because you can just say to your core audience or new members who want to join Netflix or resubscribe to Netflix is, look, as part of your subscription, you're getting WWE. Added on yeah. all the shows live, even the big events, you're getting that for the next couple of months as part of your subscription, and then Three, maybe, six and months, that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's gonna it's gonna start during WrestleMania season next year. It's gonna mm. start in the run, run up to Rumble 2025. So it's like this is like if you're going to launch it at any point, this is by far the best point to bring people in. Yeah. Not during a quiet lull in October to to January because you'll have Survivor Series, which isn't really a big big event anymore and there's no major storyline i mean we have major stories but there's been there's been no major sort of emphasis on like big things happening in like the last quarter of the year per se yeah it's it's basically it's the it's the cooling down period before you hile tail it all the way to royal rumble and beyond and i think netflix starting at that point in time next year is the smartest move they can make also, the fact that not everyone's going to watch all the sport on TNT, but Netflix, there's yeah. a plethora of 
so much shows that people watch. It make it makes sense with the numbers because I think I yeah. probably wouldn't watch much on TNT apart from wrestling and the odd football match. But apart mm. from that, so that's mm. and also twenty five quid or well more than that. It's a lot to pay for like four shows a week. Yeah, or, less no, than NXT being gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean from TNT as well as well. I mean, I had a. I mean, yeah. in our household, we did have TNT Sports mostly because the household also watched quite a bit of football. But mm. it's. But I think sometimes the availability of some of the matches, because some of the matches you get some of the big high-profile ones, but it's not always you get high-profile ones. You yeah. you get elements of football that was more leaning towards, I think, European and international football over like UK. I, there used to be a good chunk where it did a lot of the FA Cup side of things, but. They would watch it. For, so other members of the household would watch it for football. I would what use it for WWE, and yeah, I I cannot. It's like I cannot justify thirty quid just to yep. watch free shows. I mean, I loved I loved waking up on a Saturday morning, booting up TNT or the BT Sports app, and then just watching like the two hour edit, like the ninety minute edited SmackDown about all the adverts. It was just yeah. nice just to get that going because they go, okay, I can I can have breakfast with this, but. I couldn't justify it with 30 quid. So it's like to have that ability now with Netflix, mm. again, it's like, cool. It's 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 just, it is having like that home, that sort of, that kind of focused home for all the stuff. If you're a WWE fan and you've got a Netflix subscription, it's perfect. It generally is. Well, after you hear it. Oh, no, I was going to say like the amount of people I think who have said, well, I was going to cancel my subscription or they've, unsigned and now suddenly mm. this has come up and they're just like right okay when it comes around i'm definitely going to sign up again so mm. definitely have worked the magic there with that in regards to there definitely probably will be higher numbers more than the 16 million mm. <laughs> at this point mm. in january next year i'd say because mm. it's i mean this is a this is a bit of a weird comparison to make but it now moving to netflix has is going to make it so accessible and it's not even free tv it's yeah. almost the equivalent of being on free TV but paid because you can just Netflix is so accessible on pretty much mm. any device you want. It has yes. a large amount of content, but now from a subscriber point of view, from Netflix's business numbers, they're going to have now just counting Raw for a second, discrediting the other shows for a second. They're going to have, we assume, a still th at least three-hour show weekly, which is a reason for people to be subscribed. So you get a guaranteed you know, what, 16, 15 hours a week of new programming, effectively, at mm -hmm. least. Yeah. That's a reason to be subscribed. Yes, I had to try and do quick mental maths there, and I nearly failed miserably, but it's beside that. And but then you've got the pay-per-views as well. When exactly, you've had the pay-per-views. You think about that original programming. To my knowledge, Netflix has done the odd kind of simulcast-related thing. They've done the odd anime thing here and there, maybe something else. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but nothing akin to this, where it's... As again, as far as we're aware, and we're surmising at this time because we don't know yet, it's a year away, it's going to be live weekly, and how will that affect things? It's a reason to have people keep subscribing. And it's that's why I think yeah. it's a fantastic business move, quite frankly. It can only do wonders for Netflix's numbers, because as we know, being wrestling fans, wrestling fans are quite a hardcore breed of fandom. And if they yep. want to see something, they will go out of their way to try and make it a way of seeing it. But it being on Netflix, it's like the whole Spotify argument it, from a few years back where it was like, in terms of like pirating music and stuff, if you can make it convenient and really simple to access the thing you want, people will pay for it. And this is almost the equivalent of that, that now for WWE. The network, it's done its job. 
But like you said, Ian, there have been some drawbacks, some things not appearing. Also, quite frankly, the interface is clunky as hell, in my opinion. Oh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good I tried at all. using it earlier, and I was just like, oh. Even now, trying to find the Cody Rhodes, which isn't on the UK network, I mm. checked. But even then, it's just like, what? You type in a certain word, and it brings up a clip. And it's just like, no, I actually just want to see the whole show. I don't really Show me the match. Show yeah. me the match. <laughs> no, a clip. No, match. That's what it's you're supposed YouTube. to do. I don't have the tapes. I don't have mm. the tapes for you right now. Come back mm. later. Um, but I was I, say, from, so, from, 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 oh, go on. Sorry, after you. Then I'll come back so to like a little just, business I, point I'm just thought of. I was going to touch on the, like, the whole kind of the three-hour side of things and the ad side of things. Because Netflix does have an ad tier as well at the moment. It does have an mm. ad tier. Mm. So the question's going to be how... I mean, this is a question that's going to be answered over the next couple of months. And it's, it's clearly part of the logistics that they're thinking through right now. It's like... Does it remain three hours? I think without adverts, it's roughly a two, two hour, 15 show. So yeah. it's kind of like, do you make it three hours for those on the ad tier? Do you make it less for those who don't have the ad tier and so forth? It's like, if there are adverts, if we are going to have ad breaks, are we going to have net? Will we have directly Netflix only one? Will Netflix be open to the idea of letting other people advertise on this platform? Again, other revenues of money coming in via WWE because they could say to WWE, "Hey, if you want to, if you've got a partnership and they are advertising on our platform, if we get a percentage of that income, fine, do it." It's kind of like there's there's so many different kind of there's so many different cogs and wheels in this that mm. is fascinating to see unfold in the next mm. couple of months. Um, but yeah, and, and if I may, I think that's a, that's a great point for me to jump in. If I may. I think from the international TV deal side of things as well, this is going to be very interesting because from a UK perspective, it's basically now been announced BT Sports done in the next year. Yeah. Oh. Like they okay. just they just think about it. Just out. I assume unless they're going to carry on doing it, but that would make a little bit. No. They they basically told you even if it does going to carry if it, they basically told you even if it is going to carry on on BT, why would you? It's all going to be on the network. Like, yeah. all of it. On Netflix, sorry, wrong word, ne uh, on Netflix. From an international point of view, I think, in terms of the length of the show, that may depend on what TV deals they've signed internationally. Because I know they recently signed a fairly big deal in Germany, and they've mm. also really upped their game in terms of trying to get, like, an indoor into Japan, which yeah. may or may not link to the recent news about Kazuchika Okada leaving New Japan and stuff. That's perhaps a topic for a different day. But they've already got other territories they're really trying to build things around. Mm. And it's just, they're not going to want to risk that so soon. But it's very clear that the long-term goal here, if there's already a 10-year deal in place, they basically want globally WWE to be on Netflix, which again yeah. Yeah. is probably one of the smartest business decisions they've done in a heck of a long time. It's a global leader. So if it's yeah. a it's a global leader in streaming. It's one of the biggest platforms on streaming. So it's 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 usually most people either have an Amazon or Netflix. It is yeah. usually one of those. Some people have Disney Plus. Some it's like, and then we go out to like the the niche streaming services, like say Crunchyroll and all that sort of stuff. But without a question of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, if you are if you definitely have on demand stuff, you have one of those two. And mm -hmm. the fact it's on one of the big leading ones as well is is opportunity and with more and it said in the press release more territories to be added to that already announced list yep so it's mm -hmm. it it's a statement it's a statement of intent yeah and, and we were talking about pricing as well like i currently pay for the network but i don't have a netflix account it's not because i don't, don't want netflix it's just something just had to over. go 
Literally, yeah. like, as soon as WWE Network is no longer needed, if you will, I'll just move it over. I'll just basically use that money to go towards Netflix. That's yeah, how it's going to work out. Consolidation. The, question, was the, the, the one thing I found interesting, I think a few people have picked up on it as well, it didn't say Monday Night Raw. It just said Raw. So It did not, no. So... Does this factor that mm. it might not be on Mondays anymore? Because I know that was a talked about thing for a while. Um, it's so. probably, uh, I think it's probably going to come down to what Netflix and WWE or TKO actually think is is the viable kind of mm. way to do it. They could look at, oh, if we do it this time on Monday, we'll get these numbers. But if they find that sort of sweet spot where they can get maximum kind of intrigue i mean heck i mean that's why i like a, a wrestling show on a friday night into a saturday morning because you, within definitely within 12 hours of it going out in america most people in the uk have probably woken up and watched it and it's yeah it's quite and it's the same it's the same with having a show on a saturday because the saturday again people might watch it live or they'll watch it first thing on a sunday it's this lot of different opportunities but yeah the fact that it doesn't mention monday means that it could very well look at other dates mm. uh, or, i other wonder dates, days Mm, I, I'm I'm wondering if they've intentionally done that so that it doesn't necessarily date the show each week, if that makes sense. Because it may be like a slight Possibly. marketing thing. You just call mm. it WWE Raw. There's no like date-specific thing. It's like if you look at Dynamite, for example, I think it airs... It's either on a Friday or a Saturday here in the UK, like on ITV. But yeah, it's always Fridays just called AEW yeah. Dynamite. Like Collision's the only one that actually says Saturday Collision. As well, and you've got the whole Elton John theme, but in terms of branding, Dynamite is kind of fairly date agnostic, aside from when there's pay-per-views going on that gets a bit muddy. So it may just be mm. they're just going to kind of rebrand them to not have the days in, as it were, so it's kind of easier to figure out, if that makes sense. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how they do it from a season point of view. That's what I'm more interested in. How are they going to do that? Oh, yeah, because they have new seasons, don't they, for that? <laughs> Season premiere. <laughs> I, think in, I think the way they'll probably do it, they'll do it in a way where it's like the by year, by year, and basically you'll go to the year and it'll just say date of air. So it won't have, it won't have, it won't have a, a name or something. It's like, this is the broadcast mm. from the 1st of June or something like that. Mm. Uh, yeah. God, that library's going to be like massive. <laughs> it really is. They're gonna have, yeah, they're, I mean... Netflix probably might want to think about refining that a little yeah. bit because it is just have it its own section. Literally, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's well, actually, that, that, I, that brings up another <laughs> thing which I, which was mentioned in passing earlier by one of you two. I forget who. Sorry, but in terms of like the other content and how they're going to split it up, and this is like yeah. obviously pie in the sky thinking. Now, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they make Raw and let's just throw SmackDown and NXT in for the sake of discussion if they have those three shows being part of, like, a Netflix regular tier, whatever that is, like, ad-free and stuff, but then What's they have, mean? like, an upgrade for the additional, like, historical content and stuff oh, and the extra possibly. programming. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, I could, it's like, like, just like a little top-up, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it happening. Um, but, yeah, I just think, I'm just thinking of, like, the standard Netflix layout. And basically, you have the home and then you have movies and TV. I can very easily see them doing like on that sidebar. They'll have maybe movies, TV, and maybe just the WWE logo for for those yeah. audiences that have everything. Because then you click that, and then basics like here is everything you want to watch: Raw, you want to watch SmackDown, you want to watch NXT, you want to catch up on live events. Do you want to learn about the watch any of the Royal Rumbles? Do you want to watch any of the Survivor Series? Here you go. Mm. Have fun. That sort of stuff. <laughs> 
Come on. Lots of by the numbers videos. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. I, I, <laughs> I have to admit, I have watched the by the numbers one for this year, and part of me is just like, yeah, it's cheesy, but by God, did we get the blood pumping for this weekend? <laughs> it's great. It's great. I've watched two thousand and one Rumble because that was my very first one. That mm. I watched, I watched it today because I was like, okay, now I'm really hyped. <laughs> With WWE Hall of Famer Drew Carey. Oh God, when I heard his, his I was like, yeah, this is the Go Rumble on, Kane, I take remember. a dollar. Have a dollar, Kane. No, oh, all right, I'll leave. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the Rumble. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the Rumble because the other bit of news, which could very well play into how things proceed this weekend and at WrestleMania, is yes. the fact that The Rock. Oh. Mr. Dwayne Johnson is now on the TKO, the now parent company of WWE and UFC. He is now on their board of directors and also now just owns the trademark to The Rock as yep. well. So it's the fact that he wanted to be head of the table. That's the <laughs> table he was talking about. Yeah. That's, that's the table he was talking about. He wasn't that's talking about that. He just wanted to sit at the head of the table and tell Roman, hey, I'm the boss now. <laughs> so many great memes. So many great memes. But there is that part of me that's thinking, I mean, uh, uh, just to deviate for a second, I now am going to say I think The Rock's winning the Rumble and going to Mania for the main event. Oh, no, no. I just, I just see he said he's going to make the biggest main event of all time. Why not confirm it three months out, basically? But that's a discussion potentially for another I, time. I just quickly, I, I can, I feel the better booking. It, going on the interview of he did on ESPN saying it, doing it would be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. I think you do what you did for John, for Cena and Rock is basically it's set up the day after WrestleMania, maybe. So maybe oh, yeah. we meant twice in a lifetime. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Price, no, price. It's like it'll be, it'll be the Rock, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. No. Um, so no, basically, I think I think the, if you really want to get, and again with Netflix and get a global audience on this, yep. especially yeah. with Red Notice two possibly coming at some point. I don't know. Curse never, of the Golden never, Egg, whatever it was called. Never another Golden Egg, muddying up the WWE waters. Um, basically, yeah. Have Rock in some way cause Roman to lose the title or something like that at Mania, or have a moment with, or the night after Raw when he's lost the night, the night after Raw when he's lost the title, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, and then basically you start building to that match for a year, and then you've got the whole year to build this story. You can play into the fact that the Rock is a board of director member now at the company that Roman Reigns has dominated for the last three, four years. There's a, there's some really good mileage there. It's like. It's like the final saga of the bloodline, which would then yeah. uh, completely finish at, at Mania 25. It's like, I think that works. But I mean, it's the knee, the knee jerk reaction of let's just get the rock in now. I, I get it. I do. But I feel it's it's kind of like a wedged in moment. But even though they did give us kind of clues to this on day one at the start of the year. So yeah. I don't know. Here's the bold it's prediction Rock and Reigns go to a one hour draw at Mania. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> All right, Get fine. out! No. It ends in disqualification. They go, we'll do it again next year. And it's like, oh, for oh. <laughs> poor Cody. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the, the the side tangent. It's like as much as as much as I can see it happening, and like, it's another way to keep the title on Roman for another year. It's like I'm. It's a thing for another day. I am getting sick of this now. It's like I like a long reign. I do. Yeah. Stop this now. Uh, Stop yeah. it now. We like long title reigns, but yes, 
We but, don't like this long title reign. But, 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 <laughs> if, Roman reigns. I, I would say, if uh, again, I would say if Roman had been defending it regularly last year and stuff like that, it's like, fine, is what it is. He's the draw. And he is a draw. And yeah. it's, But that is, it's like only three or four defenses last year. There's Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Mania, SummerSlam, and Crown Jewel. Five defenses. And it's like, Seth, bless Each him. nearly the same it. as the other. <laughs> Rome, Rome, uh, no, not Roman. Seth, bless him with his with his current leg injuries and all that oh. sort of stuff, has been going pretty solid as a defending. I mean, yeah, narrative mm. might not always work, but mm. as a champion, there the same with Gunther as well. It's the, I mean, the funny, the funniest thing as a joke, and it's, it's basically it's like <laughs> the whole Logan Paul US title rate at the moment is being quite funny on commentary, where basically he's been going, "I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest US champion ever," and then. Kevin Patrick, possibly now former SmackDown commentator, is kind of going, <laughs> kind of going, but but you haven't defended it once, just very quietly. On the That's why he was yeah. fired. <laughs> it's like, it's basically it's basically the, the Sailor Moon tuxedo mask meme. It's like, it's like my work here is done, except it's but you, but you didn't defend it. Bye. <laughs> but you haven't defended it, Logan. Logan, come back. <laughs> what are you doing, Logan? <laughs> I, but I do, I do like that that level of arrogance there. Yeah, they, I'm the greatest champion, but you've only you've you've won it, and you haven't had a defense. You've just you tried to win off the places. <laughs> you cheer a win with accidental knuckle dusters. In terms of rock being on the, on the board of directors, though, it is kind of fascinating. Just as like a general mm. overview point, of it's like okay, it's like you've got Triple H literally helming WWE. And now you've got The Rock as one of the board of directors. It's like I'm just waiting clearly for Stone Cold there are to be announced some... in some form. <laughs> you've got no, no, clearly there, there are some big, big plans in the way. And it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Rock this is just me spitballing, obviously, but if Rock got wind that Netflix was potentially gonna be in in a big way, yeah. I think that may have been a big plan because he owns a production company. So you can imagine there's probably ways to do more Netflix-funded programming. Oh, can you imagine all the freaking crossovers we're going to get now? Like, whatever sitcom Netflix decide to produce and randomly, I don't know, like, Akira Tozawa shows up or something in, yeah. like, a CrossFit challenge. I don't again, know. <laughs> again, it's like, and we, we've talked about it when it comes to wrestlers deciding whether they go with one company or the other. The fact mm. is now, with Netflix, it's like WWE stars, if they want to branch out to to things like Hollywood and stuff like that, they're getting yeah. the bigger, they're getting the components in place. There's there's no other successful wrestler turned actor than The Rock at the yeah. moment, commercially. Critically, mm. you can look at Batista. Um, yes. But in terms of commercially, The Rock has done it all at the box office, all that in that element as well. You look at, you kind of, you yeah, it's like you just look at the whole business landscape of what WWE can now do with the people in, in those roles. If it's like you, it's like Bianca Belair, Montez Ford have got their uh, reality show starting very, very soon as well. It's like mm -hmm. there's there is a lot of opportunity for stars to, if they want to try and make a name for themselves and, and get onto that platform that that elevates them to a global audience. I mean, you know, you, side tangent on the Okada side of things. It's like I think if for me, if Okada hadn't gone to AEW, hadn't done some stuff at AEW already, I would have gone. Yeah, he's going to AEW. It it makes makes sense there. Mm -hmm. But he's. But I think he. I think we've kind of seen the matches that we 
expect to see him doing AEW with Danielson and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, what what benefit what what benefit to your what benefit to your career? What kind of addition to your legacy? Will just going to AEW? Whereas WWE now have Netflix. They now have a globe. The global reach is getting ridiculously big. If you want to make a name and a legacy on a great international stage, this is the time to go. So it's like also with Okada though, it also comes down to what does he want to achieve? Yes. That's yeah. the thing as well, because yeah. he's done pretty much everything you could do at the top of the biggest promotion in Japan. Yeah. So at that point, yeah. and look, I'll be honest, I'd love to see him in AEW. I really would. I mm. think there is so much you could do with him there, mm. with the talent mm. there and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, it wouldn't necessarily be a challenge. And you yeah. can kind of just get that inkling that looking at, let, let's call it like it is, you look at the current, I'll say the current state of Nakamura being as high profile as he is, and the way mm. they've really like, integrated using subtitles into his promos yeah. and stuff, really embracing, finally, let's call it like it is, foreign culture. I'll call it yeah. like it is, because yeah. you never would have seen that a few years ago using subtitles and promos. You look at mm. damage control on SmackDown, and quite frankly, the excellent Japanese women's talent they've got involved in that. They're really going it's, a lot more international, yeah. and they, those four people are just the perfect advert to say to Okada, hey, this is what we can do for you. Come on by. We'll help yeah. you out. Come on, buddy. <laughs> the fact, and also in my head at the moment, it's like the prospect of Okada versus Gunther, Okada versus oh. Dragonolf. Yeah, oh it's like there, there are people on that right on the WWE roster who probably not met Okada on on here on the international trail on the independent mm-hmm. trail, and you're just going. I, I it's like I, I'm just very curious because with because of AW, we, we we've kind of seen him, well, not in AW, but we've seen him take on. Omega, you've seen him take on Offspray. You've seen him take on Danielson. I think he, I think he might have clashed with Moxie in the G1. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, I believe, so. um, I, believe I believe they definitely had at least one match together. Remember, but the big, but the big guns that you would expect Okada to take on in AEW, kind of already has. Mm. That's, so that's so. If you're if you're looking for yeah, cha- if you're looking for a challenge, you're looking for. New opponents or new expect new new styles to mesh with new people to work with. Again, WWE seems as much as as much as I know it's gonna annoy a lot of like hardcore AW fans and and mm. and, and possibly New Japan fans. Maybe WWE is the best place for him right now. Or if yeah. he really wants to kind of really put himself on a on a on a, another mm. level or challenge, then do so there. It's I would probably not take him because uh, I, I know there was an early report this week about him starting at NXT, and I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, no. I, I, I would. I to happen. He'd be there for a week. I would. I would. Be, <laughs> I would be absolutely stunned if that happened. I mean, I can see him. I can see him possibly come in for Mania if they're going to do. If the if the if the enticement is you'll be on Mania card this year if you come into time with us now, then it's yeah. like you pick your opponent. We will. We will do whatever you want to do if you sign with us. Here's the thing. Or possibly the Raw oh. after Mania, because that's usually the yeah. big show mm. after Mania. Well, it, well so. it's, it's contract. I think his contract is because I think contractually, I think a few more matches. Contractually, yeah. he's now uh, after done. tomorrow at the time of recording. So on Wednesday, the 25th, oh, he wrestles, or it was today, he wrestled his last mm. official match for New Japan. So yeah. he, he's out oh. of contract, but he's honoring his February bookings, which I think he's got two right. or three so, matches. So. In theory, I know what you're going to say. 
He could be at the Rumble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, he's out of, if he's out of contract and he's only got a few dates. Then, I mean, yeah, you're they, right. They did, it, they, did it with, they did it with Carl Anderson when he came back. They yep. kind of said, they kind of said, I'm going to do these dates. Is that okay? Yeah, fine. Come back. Quick, I mean, it didn't, help he was also, it didn't help he was still a champion as well. And they kind of went, we've oh advertised. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But I, but if they if they wanted to make it work, they definitely could. will make it work. Hmm. I mean, if they... If Otherwise, I will say, if he's not on Mania, I could see him being on the NXT TakeOver that weekend because you want the hardcore yeah. fans oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they, they probably book an arena. That would be I'm, the time to do it. I mean... If your main event for that is Dragonov versus Okada. <laughs> and someone, and someone eloquently put on Twitter earlier today that I saw, and I can't remember who it is, so I can't give proper credit, but they yeah. basically just said, Okada and Iliov and Ilya is basically a Dragon Ball battle in real life. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It won't take it five is. episodes, though. <laughs> right? Well, two seasons, I don't know. It's been a while. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I think on, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up for today, everybody. But thank you very much for listening and or watching. If you want to find out more about Bunkmania, the best way to do that is, of course, hit the subscribe button, be it on your podcast provider of choice or on YouTube. Do let us know what you think, of course. And Ian, before we go properly, as it were, if people want to get in touch, what is the best way they can do that? Well, they can rain maker a clothesline email over to us at contact at bunkermania.com. See, I managed to get the Akada reference in today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And Harry, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at mangagirl232. Uh, YouTube is youtube.com forward slash mangagirl232. Sorry, I forgot my own thing there. And Twitch, Harriet underscore mangagirl. With that being said, thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, take care, enjoy wrestling, and get ready for the Rumble this weekend because we haven't even talked about that because so much else has happened. What the <laughs> heck is wrong with wrestling? I mean, Nothing. Let, let's enjoy end, it. Let's let's end this all together with a good three, two, one uh, countdown. Ready? Okay. Three. It works three. so well online. Isn't it? All, all together now. <laughs> with me now. Three. 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 Two, 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 one, one, one. one. <laughs> <laughs>